24 hours a day. Radio Contact. And welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things so for Red Devils. Join me the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Good evening, Rob. You all right? Yeah, good. Having a good, uh, good week, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Looking forward to, to Easter. It's always a good time, isn't it, for Rugby League supporters. Two games in a short space of time. Loads of Rugby League on the telly. So, yeah, I'm excited, mate. Yeah, it's always a special occasion. Easter where us fans, we love uh, the two games all over the Easter period. Tests the players, tests the club. It's going to be super exciting. Lots of big games over that Easter weekend, weekend as well. It's like Christmas for Rugby League fans, and I always make sure I've got a bit of time off work as well. I think I said that on last year's podcast this time of year. But yeah, it is great. Some big derby matches as well. Some, some mouth-watering games in the run. Good Friday, Wigan Saints, Hull Care, Hull, Salford, Catalan. Well, look, can't wait, mate. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so what have we got on the show this week, Paul? I don't know because you've not told me. <laughs> We've got uh, well, what we're going to do. We're going to review uh, the witness defeat on Thursday night. Interview with uh, Junior Sal. You've got Ian Watson in coach's corner. We've got Paul's amateur report. Uh, I'm going to preview the game against Catalan uh, on Good Friday. Uh, so what we're going to do is we'll start with the defeat against Witness on Thursday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Sulphur Red Devils were defeated away at Witness Vikings. 24 points to 16 on th- on Thursday night, Paul. It's a very frustrating game, rugby league sometimes. So much possession, so much territory for Salford, but just unfortunately not able to uh, to put Witness Vikings away. No, and when we can consider we dominated the game for 65, 70 minutes and we put a lot into the game as well, totally dominated them in the pack. Uh, you know, we, we we sort of steamrolled in that first half. You know, from one end of the field to the other, but we just didn't have that penetration to to kill witness off. I felt we didn't score enough points in that first half. Uh, we, we had, I wouldn't say we had loads of clear cut chances, but we should have we should have had more points on the board than what we did. And uh, you know, we obviously kicked that penalty goal before our time. We took a few penalty goal options in the second half, and perhaps perhaps especially the second one when it was twelve ten up. We should have we should have gone for the throat there and and, and finished witness off. Witness came back at us. I think the second half, their completion rate was spot on. They didn't make hardly any mistakes in that second half. Lamatazi got simbid. We seemed to go a bit disjointed then after that, and uh, Witness, uh, you know, pipped us really. Yeah, Sofa's lineup were as follows: uh, Niles Evels at fullback, Jake Bigger, Darrell Olferts, Junior Sal, Greg Johnson, Rob Lewis, Jack Littlejohn, Lee Mossop, Logan Tompkins, Craig Cop, Jack Josh Jones, Weatheracker, and Mark Flanagan. On the bench for Sofa was Josh Wood, Lamataze, Ben Nakambuai, and Tyrone McCarthy. So Daryl Olferts uh, debut uh, for Salford Devils. Unfortunately, he had to score a try on his debut, Paul. No, and Ian Watson alluded this to in his interview. We was talking about it's quite contentious, really, the way an on-field decision was was try, and then the video referee overturned it, and without any clear evidence, I thought. I mean, he looked at it umpteen times, didn't he, and couldn't decide. So really, aren't you supposed to go with the on-field decision? And then if you go to Friday's game between Leeds and Cass, uh, I think one of them, the referee gave no try, and then the video referee overturned it. So he it seems a bit of a a bit of a grey area at the moment. I think we were, we was on the wrong end of a few poor decisions. I thought I'm not blaming the referee. I thought I thought that was a poor decision. There was one in the second half. The Lamatazi got simbined, and then he came up with another shot. A moment, a few moments after that, when he came back on, and Witness received the penalty. It was a really soft penalty, and they scored from it. And I'm not saying that cost us the game, but sometimes these big decisions have quite a bearing on the game. Uh, but going back to Darrell Alfords, I thought he had a really solid debut. He looked dangerous. He made a lot of metres. He was unlucky, really, at the end. He, he he got involved. I think he crossed the witness man and gave a penalty away. And it was a bit of a dumb thing to do. But he's going to learn from that. He's, he's his debut. And he's got a lot of pressure on in their Sky game as well. I was impressed with him. I thought he did a lot of good things in the match. Yeah, a lot of fans kind of blaming referees' decisions, Paul. For me, the old first one, I don't think was a try. I think his foot touches the line. Well, he gave a try on the field. But his, his foot touches the line. It was in the air. 
it was on the line. It looked in the air today. <laughs> well, we'll agree to differ. <laughs> on that one. Um, Lama Tazzy won. Um, I don't think it was high. I think he was. I think he's, he hit him just about right. Uh, the Simbim. Yeah. Um, the one-on-one snatch with with Olferts. Yeah. For me, uh, he's, the ball is stolen, and and Olferts tries to drag it back, and it was a fair 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 call. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I thought that penalty though was crucial. The second one from uh, from Lamataz, and it, it was a good shot. It was a good tackle, and even the Sky commentator said that. And and sometimes you've got to look at things and think what we're playing Tig rugby. They seem to be taking out away big hits from from the game. I don't want to see blokes get their, their heads taken off and you know head challenges. I don't want to see any of that. But it, it does seem to me there's a lot of inconsistency at the moment. I'm not blaming the referee. We just deserve the win. On, on Friday night, I was just going off what people had said and what the general consensus was and what the chat was, and people was that was quite a debatable decision. The the, the old first one, I mean, it wasn't a clear cut because the video ref it took him ages to decide. So, I mean, it was one of those. I mean, if you're a witness fan, yeah, you're great. If you're a soft fan, you disagree with it, don't you? So, we was on the wrong, and I'm not blaming it for that. We should have put witness to bed. Mm. We was leading 16-12 with 10 minutes to go. That Daryl Alford's try doesn't really make any odds. Does it? You're winning the game, and you see that game out, don't you? And we didn't. Um, I think Ben Nakabuai flew out of the line and missed his man. Greg Burke went over as well for a try. You can't blame Ben Nakabuai for that. I think it was just a misread. He had another excellent game, I thought. Forwards, again, were on top. We're brilliant. I think going forward, as we said before this season, we look a bit toothless in attack, Rob. And it was the same again against Widnes. We didn't seem to know how to break them down on the last tackle. That's the thing. That's the, That was the, the key point I think I'm obviously we're trying to make that you know yeah we had all that possession we had all the territory uh, but unfortunately just couldn't break witness down and obviously witness are at home uh, and that's that's a factor playing on that artificial pitch but if you want to be a successful side you need to be able to break teams down and at the moment Paul we are struggling in that department we didn't put enough pressure on for me we didn't ask enough questions uh, when we got down there and they did it to us in that last 10 minutes. They forced a couple of dropouts. That's what we should have been doing, putting pressure on. If we'd have put that pressure on, witness would have cracked. Mm. But we didn't. We did a lot of, I don't like saying five drives in a kick, but there was a lot of plays in that second half and where we, where we was, we just seemed to be going through the motions. And yeah, our completion rate was probably really good, but we weren't asking questions. If you don't ask questions, you're not going to score points and you're not going to win the game. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's, it's all about building pressure, like you said. And, and we just didn't kind of get that, did we? We didn't really, you know, put... Witness under a massive amount of pressure. Uh, there was a couple of moments with the where the kicking the goals. Um, Rob Lewis, is it three from four he kicked? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know it, where we were getting quite close to the line, and he decided to kick for the two and go instead of going for the for the for the six. Do you think that was the right idea? You know, just the edges edges clear in this in these uh, conditions they were playing in. Paul, or do you reckon they go uh, for, for broke at that point? For me, um, we had momentum at that point, so I'm thinking to myself, we have to go for broke. But I've watched many sofa ties go for broke and then spill the ball. So I suppose when you weigh it up, I suppose you're going for the two, aren't you, just to keep the scoreboard ticking over? Well, we were leading by 14 points to 12 uh, with 64 minutes gone. And then Robert Louis decided to kick for a kick for goal from a penalty. To me, I didn't see the, the point in that. You're leading by two points anyway. This penalty goal is only going to put you four in front. If Widner scored the level anyway, so it wasn't as if we were six points in front. He was putting his eight in front. To me, we should have run that there. That was the wrong decision. I asked Ian Watson in the interview afterwards, and he said that that's what they wanted to do. And you can understand it was chucking it down. It was quite a bad night, but the pitch wasn't cutting up. It's an eye pitch. You know that that pitch plays the same really, whether it's wet, snowing, dry, or whatever. I suppose so. So yeah, it's all right saying that now in the in the heat of the moment. If we'd have won the game by two points. We would have all been saying, oh, great, well done, Robert Louis. But just going back to the, the score, 16 points again, Rob, I'd say you need to score, be scoring at least 20 points to win a Super League match, really, on average, maybe 22, 24. We're not scoring points. We came short against uh, Wakefield away from home. Um, we've come short again. We were short against Castleford away from home where we scored a couple of tries. So point scoring for us at the moment is our downfall. Yeah, I suppose losing O'Brien as well. Um, Justin Carney was a, one of our strike players as well um, that uh, that departed. You know, I suppose Ian Watson looks around that squad and you, you kind of you're lacking a bit of kind of X factor. I feel you're lacking a bit of uh, you know a bit of magic somewhere that's going to test and, and and tease teams. You've lost an awful lot of strike players, Rob. You've lost Ben Murdoch Masilla, mm. who was your strike player. You've lost Todd Carney, who was a I wouldn't say he had a great season for us last year, but he, if he was there now. Would he be getting in? He probably would be, wouldn't he? You'd probably be putting him in the side now. You've lost Gareth O'Brien, who's another option. Um, as you said, 
uh, Justin Carney left. We didn't really replace him. We brought Manu Vatavai in, who was, I suppose was a replacement. He's got injured and is out for the season. So there's a lot of players that are missing now and a lot of holes that need filling. And I know that they've said that we're going to be bringing players in and there's players being banded about at the moment. I don't suppose clubs are going to let players go until after Easter anyway now. I mean, I wouldn't if I was a Super League coach. Uh, you know, and I had players that maybe were going out on loan. I'd be saying to my chairman, don't let him go until after Easter. It's a tough time of, this, of the year when uh, games are, are stacking up. But we are short on numbers at the moment, Robin, especially on strike players. Yeah, I think, I like say, I mean, next few weeks after Easter, that'll be important. Uh, obviously, recruitment-wise, uh, that we go out and get a few players in to, to bolster this squad. Because they're working hard, they're grafting. But I just think you just need that bit of magic. They need to bring someone who's got that X factor. You do, you do. And, and the, the guy we're missing most is Ben Murdoch Masilla. He scored 15 tries last season. And for all the will in the world, Wella Harak is a really good pro, a good player, good solid worker, good defender. But he's not that sort of player that Ben Murdoch Masilla was. He's he's playing in that position at the moment, but he's not got that that power to burst through. And I'm not, I'm not, I've got nothing against Wella. I, I really like him, but he's not got that power, has he, Robin? He's he's not going to score you 15 tries a season, and we're missing that. Mm, it's a bit, it's a, it's a conundrum that Ian Watson has to, uh, to solve. It's yeah. a concern, Rob. Definitely, definitely. It, it is. Like, but I'm sure you know. Obviously, Easter's coming. Like I said, teams don't want to let people go. But after Easter, you know, I'm sure the transfer merry go round will, will start clicking, Paul, and, and we'll hopefully bring a few more players in. So let's get back to the witness game. Uh, you spoke to Junior Sal after the game, and this is what I had to say. Uh, Junior Sowers, join me on Devil in the Detail. Thanks for speaking to me, Junior. You must be frustrated about that. It's a game that we dominated for, for long periods and come up on the wrong end of the score. Yeah, no, it's always disappointing, you know, especially, you know, we knew um, came with the right attitude, but look, uh, penalties and, and all those errors, you know, cost us as well. So it's just something that we need to, to fix up. How did you feel at our time going there? Because you dominated that first half, you had a lead. Did things change in the second half? Witness seemed to get on the front foot, didn't they? Yeah, no, we you know, we knew, you know, we it was nil half time, you know, and, and we had to start again. So, you no, know, didn't help there when we lost um, um, Lama there. But you know, in saying that, you know, we we need to be better um, as as a team. So, how are you feeling going into Easter now? Two games in uh, in, a, in a couple of Look, days. I'm looking forward to it. You know, obviously I'm disappointed. You know, and but you know, good thing that you know we got Friday coming. So you know, we need to get back to it and working hard and, and working on our things that we need to work on. But yeah, obviously disappointed tonight. But we're gonna move, move on. Perfect chance to bounce back against Catalan Dragons. Catalan Dragons are struggling down the bottom end of the table. Oh, that's going to be a tough game. They've got some good players, haven't they? You can't take them lightly. No, we can't. You can't take any team lightly. You know, you know, every, we. Each, each team has to turn up with the right attitude and if you don't you get beat um, you know but it's going to be another tough game but you know we just got to get back come back um, to training and work on the things we need to work on and, and go again all the best in training this week Junior Cheers, thank thanks you. for speaking to us mate so that was Junior Sal talking about the defeat against the winners like he said it's about getting back to the training field working hard and, and getting a result yeah, it certainly is. There were some good performances again, Rob. Like we said before, the pack dominated. I thought Josh Jones had another excellent game. Craig Kopjack, they all did well. Lee Mossop as well. You know, when our starting props were on Mossop and, and Kopjack, they're a real handful, weren't they? And we was, was making good yards and they laid a real platform. And I don't think we, we've got to worry in that department. It's just finishing that off, finishing the chances off. We lack that creativity, we lack that spark. And. That, that's something that Ian Watson needs needs to look at. He's a bit limited though now. He's got the two halfbacks in Robert Louis and, and, and Jack Littlejohn, but there's nobody else there to bring in. You've you've sold Gareth O'Brien, so you know we've took one of his his tools away really. So it's going to be tough for Ian, and he, he's limited at the moment. And if we can bring somebody else in, not that I'm saying Littlejohn and Louis are poor, they've they've not really clicked this season, have they? No, no, but it's difficult. They've both come in, uh, sort of forming a new half-back partnership. It's going to take time, isn't it? And, um, you know, perhaps us fans just demand a little bit too much, especially after last season's heroics. You know, we we, we want, uh, you know, similar results, don't we? And they're, they're trying the graphic. I prefer, I like little John. I think his defence is quite solid on the outside. Uh, he's got a great kicking game. He can kick long for penalties and things like that, which is important as well. Um, it's just, like you say, it's just a matter of them two clicking uh, and a bit of creativity and we'll you'll go far, I think. Yeah, you just need to click sooner rather than later. Though it's a short season, it's 23 rounds. We played seven games, so you're nearly a third 
a third of a way through already so yeah they need to click and I'm hoping they're going to click on, on Friday against Catalan we've got an, an ideal opportunity now to put a team to bed you know a team that are really struggling in the league but as we'll go on to talk about soon they're going to be uh, be wary of us as well yeah talking about uh, the stats for the game uh, top tacklers uh, of the week Wellerakin with 38 Logan Tompkins with 35 Craig Kopchak with 34 and Lee Mossett with 31 you know big effort there uh, like Wellerakin 38 you know I mean I suppose he hasn't got the you know the, the X factor of, uh, of Ben Murdoch of Salah, but he does graft and that's what you know. We, all you can ask for really no he hasn't he's not that sort of player Rob I wasn't doing him a disservice before I was just you know stating my, my opinion on it like and he is he's a worker he's a, he's a tackler he puts the, the, the yards in doesn't he in the, in the graft every week and everybody, every side needs a guy like Will Iraqi in the side Nia Levels I thought was tremendous on, on Thursday night as well he, you know, I felt sorry for him at the end he had that ball sort of knocked out of his hands didn't he but all night he was so steady under the high ball had a really really solid performance and if you're looking at that England night squad now that he's been selected in are there many better English fullbacks in the Super League on current form than Nia Levels I mean you're going about Jamie Shaw and Sam Tompkins Nia Levels is up there he's playing really really well this season he is, he is, Paul, and that's why he's got his selection to the England Knights. And you know, if he continues to keep play well at fullback uh, and continues to get the service and continues to get over the line like he has done early in the season, Paul, you know, there's no reason why why he can't be knocking on the door for for Great Britain duties, you know, later on in the year. England duties and England duties. Yeah, you want, mm. do you want Great Britain to come oh, back? Oh yeah, I think he'd be. Yeah, he'd look really good in a Great Britain shirt. I'd like Great Britain to come back as well, Rob. Mm. I really would. I miss Great Britain. Yeah, I think he'd be good in a Great Britain shirt on a fullback. I do, definitely. I definitely I think Niall's doing really well. He's, what is he, 24, nearly 25? And the way he's, he's been nurtured and he's come through and he's improving all the time. And now Gareth's gone, he can make that full-back slot his own now. And he doesn't look out of his depth at all. He looks he looks absolutely superb the last few weeks. He really has. Since Gareth's gone, he's, he's, he's really tuned in, hasn't he? He was excellent against Hull. He did everything right against uh, against Widnes. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, let's hope we can hang on to him. Yeah, talking about the big, big meeting, mate, as Niall Evels made 115, Lee Mossop with 128, Daryl Olferts with 114, Ben Wai with 92. Um, you know, big meters there, Ben Wai and uh, Lee Mossop with the forwards. Yeah, certainly. I watched the game back yesterday on, on my Sky Planner and I was really impressed with Lee Mossop on the night, but just watching it again yesterday, it just emphasised how good he played on Thursday. He's really, really tough, really strong runner and he makes a lot of yards and he like I said when you've got Craig Kopjak and Lee Moss up on starting they're a really formidable front row and Ben Nakabuwise seems to be getting better every week he's, uh, he's really impressed me this season Yeah uh, we spoke to Ian Watson after the game against Widnes and this is what he had to say Coach's Corner Ian Watson joins me after that defeat do you think that game how do you feel about that game? Are you frustrated? Because it, it seems like we've thrown it away there after dominating for 65 yeah. minutes. Very weird, mate, to be fair. It's, um, like I say, 65 minutes, we were really good in control of the game. Probably got the game won at 16-12, to be fair, in them kind of conditions. We just needed to kind of get to the end of our sets then and kick really well. Um, but then we kind of give a couple of penalties away. And to be fair, harsh penalties, um, from our view anyway, we'll, we'll look at them again. But to be fair, live, they look pretty harsh. Yeah, there was a few contentious as we were talking before in the in the in the conference, weren't we, about the, the try in the first half, the all foots one. I've yeah. only seen it in live time, I can't my eyes aren't that good, so I couldn't see the screen. But obviously an on field decision of try you've got to think that's a bit of a harsh one against you. Tough call yeah. that. We had a couple of them last year as well where we scored tries and then the screen, they've given a try, the referee, and they've had a look at it 10, 10 12 times on on the screen. Well, if you've got to look at it 10, 12 times, you've got a little bit of doubt there, so you go with the referee's call. Um, like I say, I, I, we couldn't see it from where we were as well, but if you've got that element of doubt and you're looking at it 10 times, then you go with the referee. It makes you wonder sometimes why they have that on-field decision, because it doesn't seem to count for anything, yeah, it's does it really? It's, it's a bit of a, yeah, bit of a pointless. pointless thing. But yeah, going into the, uh, the half-time, you must have been confident there, leading at half-time. With the second half, yeah. it seemed to change, the game changed, didn't it? Yeah, no, we was, re- was really confident, really comfortable in um, what we were doing. I think, again, the, the one-on-one steal on Durrell, um, a supposedly high tackle by Lama, um, kind of turned the game, massively turned the game there. And that's kind of the frustrating bit, because we... I suppose in, in a way we've kind of lost it because we've come up with them kind of decisions but there's other factors that have gone to it and then if you look at the amount of ball they had in the last 10 minutes they've had nine sets to our one well they're, gonna, they're always going to be putting you under pressure on your goal line there to defend and then they've asked a few more questions of us and they've got the rewards on the back end of it 
Yeah, they certainly did in that second half. They took the chances as well, didn't they? You had to defend for long periods in the game as well, but you had a lot of ball in the first half. Were you frustrated that you couldn't sort of break witness down? I mean, credit to them, they defended well, yeah, didn't I they? Think when, it, when it's wet like it's always tough to kind of break teams down defensively as well. And I think what we did, we spent a lot of energy as well when we went down to 12 men. Um, we, we kind of managed that period really well, got through it. And then when we came back on, we kind of gave a couple of penalties away again on the back end, and that's that's what's really hurt us today. Our discipline, I suppose, on the back of that. Did you think it was the right decision to take the second penalty goal to push us forward in front? Was it your yeah. call? Like, did you shout yeah, that down? Yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know we've not been down there kind of loads, but when it's wet conditions like that, you kind of you take all your you points. Take points. Yeah, you take it? your points and you complete it. Like you say, they'd done a fair bit of defending on their goal line straight away, and in them conditions, you always risk putting the ball down. So when there's kind of easy points on the board for you, you take them points, chip away complete your sets and get to your kick really was kind of the, the message at the back end of there and like I say we did that for the first set after the after the try but then we kind of give penalty penalty away which made it leads into tries in the end in a way this is a game we won last season so yep. disappointing you've got Catalan Dragons coming to Salford yep. on Good Friday I'm not going to say is it any target in that game because we want to win every yeah. game don't yeah. we but every game we're going for mate we target we don't we don't look at them and say oh well we're playing these this week so we're not worried about that game or we're playing these that's a dead set win for us we what's it we've got to go into every game trying to compete and making sure we try and win every single game and that's our mentality as a team and as a as a club in there and a squad how's the squad looking as we go into this Easter period I know Tyrone went off today has he failed his head test he didn't come back on did he no his neck his neck's what's um, damaged to be fair yeah. he's been carrying it um, a little bit um, going into the games but he's been feeling alright by the time we come to matches at the moment we're carrying a few bumps we're a little bit light in the squad to be fair and we need to get some guys in how's Chris Wellham doing because he did his ankle last week is that what kept him out yeah tonight? yeah 100% yeah he's um, hopefully he'll be back at Easter um, we'll see where he is thanks very much for speaking to me tonight Watto and I'll see you next week mate cheers Bob cheers mate Coach's Corner so that was Ian Watson talking about the defeat against Widnes Paul. Frustrated um, with obviously officials, um, but he knows he's got a few tough weeks ahead. He was, yeah, um, and they put a lot into it as well. Like we said before, a lot went into that game, and when you've you've been on top and dominated for so long in a game, and then you chuck it away in the last ten minutes, as a coach, it must be frustrating. You know, they've prepared all week, they've done things right, they've got in front sixteen, twelve, and then ten minutes to go, the, the game's gone and. It's a pressure business at the moment, Rob. We've won two and, and lost five, and you know Ian, Ian wants to, to to win games, doesn't he? And you don't want to be in that bottom four. You want to be up there challenging, don't you? And, and games like that, you've got to win, haven't you? And, um, and now now the Catalan game on Good Friday becomes it becomes a really important game. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Injury as well, mounting up as well, because we've only got a kind of a small squad. Um, it's all about making sure. He's, he's got the players around that can rotate, but if you've got injuries by in it can be difficult. Yeah, I don't think we picked any serious injuries up on, on Thursday night from, from what I saw. The guys all came out, looked, looked quite fit and healthy, and the pizza was on the way out, so <laughs> <laughs> they looked okay. But yeah, the, the Chris Wellham one, he, he got a bit of a knock against against Hull on his ankle, so he's hopefully going to be back for um, for the match on, on Friday against Catalan. But yeah, we have got a small squad. I think we've got the smallest squad in Super League, about 25, 26 players, and and yeah, it's tough. And you know, obviously, there's some guys on loan as well. I would have thought some of those guys will be coming back this weekend for the double header weekend. Um, I know Daniel Murray's been doing really well at Halifax. He was away in Toulouse at the weekend, playing over there, and he's getting really valuable experience and in getting some great reports from their coach Richard Marshall. So I'm sure you'll see him back in the side soon. Yeah, I suppose with bank bank holiday, everyone gets a game, don't they? You know, of uh, two games over the three days, or whatever it is. You know, you got to use your squad to the max, aren't you? So the players who are on. On uh, on loan, uh, we'll 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 well, I reckon we'll feature over these next two games. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, Gavin Bennion's been playing a lot of game time for Swinton as well. He played on on Sunday. Levian Zungu's on loan at Whitehaven. So yeah, or is he not? Is it Oldham now? Sorry, is it Oldham now? Sorry, yeah, he was at Whitehaven. Yeah, so they've been they've all been getting rave reviews as well. So I'm sure they'll they'll be there putting the putting the performances in for us over the weekend. Yeah, big thanks for your three word match reports. Man of the matches, uh, Tracy uh, wrong video decisions. And her man of the match was Junior Sauer, Rob Lewis, uh, Paul uh, Foster, not brave enough. Um, his man of the match was Evels, uh, Martin, Sean McRae, rugby. And his man of the match was Evels. I don't think it was a bad as Sean McRae. rugby has a blast from the pack. Well, it's not that long ago, is it? But yeah. I don't think it was quite that bad. Not that bad, I don't think. Um, Guile and Cunning required. Uh, that was Chairman Bob. And his man of the match was uh, Josh Jones, um, James Lutus, clever witness defence. And uh, his man of the match was Cop Jack. I think, obviously, witness defended very well. And I think he's probably about right. Yeah, yeah. he's about right. Yeah, but all the, all the people there who, who've commented. Uh, 
Was it Paul Foster uh, and Martin were, were went for Evolds. Tracy went for uh, Junior South. And who did Bob go for? Josh Jones. You can't argue there. Man. And, and James there, the lad there was saying copy. So, yeah, all those names that have been mentioned up to now, you can't argue with that really, Rob. Yeah, Colin Reynolds, awful second half performance, uh, and his man of the match was uh, was Louis. I don't I think, think it was so. awful. I, I, just, I think he's right. I yeah. think, I don't, perhaps awful is quite a strong word, but it was a poor second half, Rob. Yeah, it was poor. Let's not stick up for him. It, it, was wasn't, it wasn't. It was poor, but I don't think it was awful. It was just, just, just. Witness. It wasn't pretty, was it? No, it wasn't pretty. We did a lot of dumb things. I, I was sat with my dad, and, and when Lama got Simbin, I think it was in front, and he said to me, "We're going to throw this game away," and and you could see that in the body language. We, we didn't. That game was there for the taking, and we did a lot of dumb things there, and and you know a lot of I won't say perhaps awful is a strong word, but we did a lot of dumb things <laughs> in a game we should have won. It we we, yeah. we handed it to witness on a plate. Frustrating second half might have been the better one there for me. Colin would make a good coach. That's what you need as a coach. You need to you know, it was bloody awful that, and, and really tell the players so. No, I I'm sad. I'm, I agree with you there, Colin. Going with with him. Okay, uh, Tony Frame. Uh, strange refereeing decisions. His man of the match was Evels. Um, Dave Wood, same old Salford, uh, and his man of the match was Phil Bentham. Um, I suppose it was a bit same old Salford, but we're hoping we to move on from that. I don't think we'll ever move on. <laughs> We've got to move on. But no, what, what did Tony say there? Did he say strange, strange refereeing refere decisions? Yeah, and I agree with Tony there. There was strange refereeing decisions. Ian Watson said that. I think he said, I think his words was weird. It was weird, some of those decisions. And he was right. I mean, you can't blame the referee, but sometimes they are a bit inconsistent, to say the least. Yeah, Justin Garner says, you knock me down, I'll get back up again. Uh, more than three words, but it's true. But it's fair. It's a fair. Certainly, fair is. I totally agree there with, with Justin. I... Um, came home Thursday night and I watched the game again yesterday all the way through and with a, with a nice brew and a, a sandwich on my couch and uh, <laughs> <laughs> as disappointing as it was you do you can't wait for next week can you we've got a big game against Catalan and that game's gone it's gone to bed now and uh, let's move on yeah so who was your man of the match uh, for the game I went for, I went for nine levels I also thought Josh Jones played really well and you know, I don't think I, I mentioned Josh as often as I should do, really, because a lot of the stuff he does goes unsung, and he's been really good this season. I think he's he's very difficult to tackle. He's a he's a funny shape, and he he tends to bounce off defenders. And I thought he was was excellent again. I noticed he did a couple of kickoffs as well on Thursday. Mm. He, so he looked quite decent with the boot as well. But yeah, I thought Josh was good. But I'm just going to edge for nine levels. I thought he was very safe under the high ball all night and I was very impressed with him. For me, Lee Mossop, yep. uh, one of the top meat makers, one of yep. the top tacklers, yep. you know, working hard, grafting, big unit. Um, you know, I think he's certainly grown uh, this season. I think he's sharing the he's sharing the captaincy with yep. um, Matt Flanagan. I think he's kind of like, that's helping him go up a couple of gears for me. Well, he was good last season, Rob. If you think back to the, the, the early stage of last season up to May when we was on that fantastic run Lee Mossop was a cornerstone of that pack and he got that shoulder injury and then he missed the you know a long part of the season but before that he was going great guns and I think he's carried that form on into the start of this season he's a big man takes a lot of stopping makes a lot of yards and I think he's him and Craig Cops at starting the pack they're formidable really are yeah they've got a big set of forwards and yeah. given you know plenty of ball and they will run over teams uh, and that's a, that's a good thing for South Red Devils so next up on the Devil in Detail we're going to look back at all the news coming out of South Red Devils this week Devil in Detail News so news coming out of the club uh, this week the South Red Devils Foundation have been uh running around the city hiding Easter uh, balls um, for the Easter period you know it's it, trying I think it's for is it two tickets for the uh, the magic weekend if you find one that's uh, you know really good I think getting around the city promoting the sport uh, and uh, you know keep your eyes open for them wonder where they are, the Rob Solver's a massive city, and he's going to take a while to find any clues. Uh, no, there's, there's supposed to be clues on social media in the you next few days. You work on the keys, don't you? I'm so going to be... Uh, there's there's got to be some knocking about around there. I don't really work in Salford much, so I'm not going to find one in Moston where I'm working, Blakely <laughs> and what have you, so you've got a better chance so, yeah. of finding one than me. I'm going to be I'm going to be haunting, I'm going to be walking around them keys. Looking in bushes and <laughs> <laughs> under cars and things like that. <laughs> standard day, standard day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just keep your eyes out. Um, obviously, I think it's really good. Obviously, the foundation are doing things, promoting the club, promoting the game. And you know, if you come across one of these uh, Easter egg balls, then it's uh, it's great news. Uh, tickets uh, for Leeds and Huddersfield are both available. Uh, for the Leeds game, it's twenty two pound for adults and sixteen pound for concessions. For the Huddersfield game, it's twenty pounds for adults, ten pound for juniors, or thirteen pounds for concessions. Paul, um, 
25% of each ticket goes to the club. Uh, important, obviously, with the Easter period, and obviously, we've Catalan Dragons at home. I'm not going to bring a massive amount of support, are they? Might bring a, a swan a swan tax is worth. Um, it's important well, that the taxi firms are available, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's important, I think, that, you know, we as fans, if you go into these away games to to, 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 to buy in from the club because, you know, the club needs the, the, the juice in the tank to grow. And and us fans, we you know, we're all got the game anyway. So get yourselves down to the to the stadium all like you did today, ring up Paul, get your tickets ordered, uh, and pick them up uh, on uh, on Good Friday. Yeah, I was just gonna say that my dad does that a lot. He'll, he'll phone up um, because he can't always get down the week through other bits and pieces but he'll phone up and then pick it up at the home game so like the, his lease ticket he'll get on the uh, on Good Friday he'll get his Huddersfield ticket for the uh, the Warrington game you know we play Warrington the week after the lead so he'll order his ticket and then he'll buy it at, like the home game so it saves you going down twice and then you can do that you can pay for it and just get it from the the collections window so so yeah and like you say it's a, it's a no-brainer really if the club are getting getting the money as well and our away following is usually really good especially at Widness I was sat behind the sticks at Widness very vocal again the support and you know, people say we don't get many at home, but we, we take a lot away from home, Rob. Our away following as a percentage is fantastic, and they really are vocal. Get behind the side, and it's a pleasure to sit with them. Sometimes, it, uh, sometimes you know, rather than others, sometimes it's <laughs> pain. But but no, yeah, you know, it's it's great. And away games are really fun. You know, obviously Leeds is always a tough game for us, but the more support we can take away from home, the better. Yeah, some crazy adventures we've had following Salford away, um, and it's you know if, if you do manage to get to away games, you know it's just a matter of of, of obviously buying your ticket at the state at the club, so the club are able to to grow and 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 do things like that. Us fans are asking for. You know, can you put advertising boards up here? Can you, you know, produce, produce posters there? You know, they can't do that with with no money in the tank. They need investment in the club through your away day uh, ticket purchases. You know, you can add a bit to it, and and hopefully the club can, you know, do things and, and grow. Yeah, sorry, Robert. Just gonna just reminding me there. If anyone from the club's listening, it, it, we were talking before about advertising boards and things like that, wasn't we? And I know it's, it costs money and things like that, but there is an idea there, isn't there, for perhaps having something opposite the Barley Farm there, because now the traffic. All has to come round that way. Even the week when you're not going to the stadium, if we could get some boards there on that bit of that bit of the A57 there, where you sort of dog leg round, don't you, and then get back onto the other side. If we could have an advertisement there, advertising, you know, soft Red Devils next up are playing such a team. That what, how many people are going to see that every day, Rob, going past? So. That could be an idea going forward. Yeah, get the pen and paper out, marking them down. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's important. Obviously, we talk about you know promoting the game and promoting the, the club, and you know anything helps. Social media is 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 important as well. But obviously, with Facebook's new uh, you know algorithms and and the way they're showing friends posts over pages posts on your timeline Paul we can't rely on, on social media as much as we did yeah I didn't know about that well, you say it's important you got to keep your eyes on the prize Paul um, yeah they will, they will be you know important to tap your friends but you've got to make sure that you're doing real life stuff as well for me you certainly do and the Supporters Trust are running a bus again on Friday it was an excellent um, initiative for the whole game and I've got the times the pickup times for you now coming up so we'll start off with Gala Bingo Hankinson Way Salford Precinct that's 10 o'clock 8 minutes past 10 very precise there 8 minutes past 10 Regent Carpet Warehouse on Seedley Road Salford 10.15 it's the Wagon and Horses Earlham on the height 20 past 10 Langwithy Reds Swinton Park Road Salford 10.30 it's Hope Library 10.40 is the Eccles Cross JD Weatherspoons on Regent Street in Eccles and in 10.50 the Salford Red Devils Supporters Pub, the Dog and Partridge, Church Street Eccles, that's the last pick up, 10.50. Under 11s must be accompanied by a paying adult. Any inquiries must be directed to transport.salfordrlfc, support as trust, ST, which is all lowercase at gmail.com. Yeah, number one supporters pub in Salford. Certainly is. Special title. Um, But yeah, get yourselves down on the bus if you can. More people use it, bigger it gets. Maybe other routes. Do you want me to give you the prices for that, Ooh. Rob? I'll, I'll just get them for you. Oh, you're going to get them? I'll fill then for the next 10 seconds while you're well, talking I've, about Well, I've wrote them all down. Oh, that's um, good. But that's they, good. they're quite uh, quite complicated, so I screenshotted them. But I'll just give them out anyway, because... Um, where are they now? Let's see. Now, it's £5 for an adult return. That's, that's the Salford pickups. Uh, an under-17 stroke senior return from the Salford pickups is £4. Um, right, a family return ticket on the Salford pickups is fifteen pounds. The Eccles pickups, an adult return ticket is four pound fifty. Uh, an under sixteen stroke senior return ticket from Eccles pickups is three pound fifty. 
and and found the return ticket from Eccles is £13. Yeah, very reasonably priced, I think, uh, for, for being able to get to the game. Obviously, don't forget, with the uh, bank holiday, you'll have Sunday service, won't you? So buses won't be as regular. So it might be an opportunity to try this. And you can book online as well through the Supporters Trust. There's like ways of paying on there, PayPal or, or whatever how they do it on there. I'm not too sure, but you can book it on there. You know, if you follow the Supporters Trust, they've got a Facebook page, haven't they, Rob? They've got a Twitter page. Get on there and follow them because you get notified then, don't you? Like people follow the, the Salford um, Facebook page, don't they? About 15,000 followers, isn't there? 16,000 followers, and that the Sports Trust have got one as well. We've got one, haven't we? And I think most most people have got one now, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, just a matter of uh, you know getting involved, you know, share, you know, letting people know it's there, even people on I are on social media, uh, and obviously, hopefully, dragging everyone on the bus to get down to the game. I think it's a great idea because don't forget, like you just mentioned, I think they're having it Sunday service in it on mm. on Good Friday. There's not going to be a lot of public transport available, so if you can jump on that for a couple of quid, it's going to take you to the, straight to the ground. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news: Marwan Kukash uh, decided to match uh, the gate receipts on the day uh, for the game against uh, Catalan Dragons. Uh, that's good of him. Obviously, you know it's a lot of uh, you know money coming out of his pocket. Um, People love Marwan Kukash. People loathe Marwan Kukash. Um, if obviously you know you you're one of the people who, who don't like him and you want him to you know dig deeper into his pocket, uh, then invite your family. <laughs> That's the plan. So uh, you know it's just I think it's really good. He's, he's obviously he's doing his bit, um, and it's up to us fans uh, to to tell our friends and and, and get the message out uh, to everyone who's who's within your circle of friendship uh, to promote the uh, to promote the game and hopefully Marwan will, will double the double the money up for us. Um, Next bit of news. Also, oh, by the way, you, you can also if you get a, if you bring a, fr- a friend, like a new friend, mm-hmm. uh, to the game, you got the possibility of winning a season ticket for next year. How do you go about that? Do you have to sign him up or something? Or? Maybe. Right. I can't tell you. I'll look at the uh, the official. Uh, people face- or not? Yeah, yeah people know. Pe- on the club's website. Yeah, club's right? website. They'll, they'll be able to tell you uh, how what happens there. Uh, but you yeah. bringing a friend, will you? Uh, I'll bring you. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the people I know I have a go watching Solvay yeah. they're not interested in rugby league at all so yeah well, the problem I, I get suffered from like the guy who cried wolf because like for the last sort of 20 years I've gone oh what a great team what a great team come and, and watch us come watch us then we get beat yeah. and then when we have a good team they're all like yeah and I, they're all try, kinda, I might try and take Helen again yeah she went to Castleford but Did they you? got beat mm, I, I took her there a few times and they always get beat I need to start taking her to you know pick me games don't I I took Kate to what did I take Kate to this season mm. um, is it a friendly can't think anyway the friendly this season played Swinton didn't we no he went there for Swinton anyway that's just us having an off, off mic conversation on the mic <laughs> but I say if you bring your fans and friends and family uh, to, the, to the game uh, the more crowd there is and the better it is for the club yeah certainly and, and Good Friday last season if you remember rightly we played Lee didn't we and we got a bit I think we got 6,000 on Good Friday last year it was a fantastic atmosphere wasn't it? it's a traditional rugby league day Good Friday isn't it? so it would be great to see as many people down there on, on Friday you know families don't forget there's an awful lot of amateur rugby league signs in the area as well mm-hmm. get all the kids down there get them all in that east stand it would be great to see that full of amateur teams that really would wouldn't it? all in their amateur kits as well yeah, it's going to be a great day. Uh, final bit of news: doing a, uh, a full breakfast. The club twenty-five pound uh, for entertainment, interviews, man of the match, and a program. Um, twenty-five pound for a full breakfast and all that is 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 out of my range for a start. But there will be people out there who want to have a you know an event for a Good Friday. If you have one of business, maybe, um, and the club might be able to kind of sort you out. With with that, if you can, you're treat your employee employees maybe or potential customers, mm. you know yep. that that's the kind of thing that you you could be doing really. I'm a good Catholic boy, Rob, so I won't be eating any sausage and bacon on Good Friday. It's just uh, fish for me. Just you. But no, seems a good deal. Is it thirty five pounds if you're not a season ticket holder? Twenty five pounds if you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. I noticed on the club's Facebook page a lot of people were moaning about that, saying it was a bit expensive. But if you look at all the things that are involved in there. Um, I think I'll just sit on the fence with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you if you go obviously if you've got uh, the ability to spend that kind of money, um, you have a business or whatever you want to treat all your customers or or your your employees, then that might be the the thing for you. Um, now up on the Devil in the Detail podcast, we're going to have a look what uh, Paul our amateur size did in Paul's amateur report. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off with the National Conference League's Premier League action. 
From the weekend, Rochdale Mayfield went down again. They were beaten by 34 points to 18 away at Thatto Heath Crusaders. Not the best of starts for Rochdale Mayfield in their Premier League campaign. They've played th three, lost three in a joint bottom with Wigan St. Pat. So uh, they need to get winning uh, sharpish, really. Moving on to Division 2, Stanley 34, Saddleworth Rangers 14. In Division 3, it was Beverly 25, Oldham St. Anne's 14. Salford City Roosters 16, Clockface Miners 32. There were tries for the Roosters from Ian Larger, Morgan and Murphy and two goals from Morgan. Trailing 20 points to four at half-time, Salford City Roosters did try and mount a bit of a comeback in the second half but uh, were beaten in the end by Clockface Miners. And finally, Waterhead Warriors in Division 3 were beaten 25 points to 12 at home to Barrow Island. So all our local sides in the National Conference Leagues were beaten this weekend. There's no fixtures this week due to it being the Easter weekend. Moving on now to the Northwest Men's League. There was a big result for Folly Lane in the Premier Division on Saturday. They beat Thato Heath Crusaders A by 12 points to 6. Fantastic win there. In Division 1, Rochdale Mayfield A 28, Lee Minor Rangers A 18. In Division 2, Berry Broncos 6, Oldham St. Anne's A 24. Division 3, Chester Gladiators 10, West Horton Lions 50. Langworthy Reds 16, Wollstone Rovers A 18. In Division 4, Saddleworth Rangers 6, Caddy's Ed Rhinos with a big win here at Saddleworth. They beat Saddleworth by 17 points to 6. Saddleworth Rangers, a great win there for Caddy's Ed. Clockface Miners, a 28. Little Hulton Reds, 8. And in Division 5, well, just one result in there. It was Bolton Mets, 16. Wigan Springview, a 38. Sorry, two results. Higginshaw, 34. Ryland Sharks, 4 was the final one. Moving on to the Youth and Junior Leagues. There's a couple of fixtures to bring you and results from last weekend. In the under-18s Premier Division, Wardhead 24, Wollstone Rovers 24. In the under-18s Division 1, Oldham St. Anne's 10, Oral St. James 28. In Division 2 of the under-18s, Folly Lane 6, Rochdale 30 and Saddleworth 18, South Trafford 0. In the under-16s Division 1, Oral St. James 22, Folly Lane 34, Wollstone goals 4, Oldham St. Anne's 44. In the under-16s, Division 2, Langworthy had a good win. They beat Saddleworth by 22 points to 18. Thatto Heath, 24. Waterhead, 6. Walney Central, 40. West Orton, 16. And there's just one more result to bring in. That was in the under-16s, Division 3, Rochdale, 12. Lee East, 54. Well, in Student Rugby League, Manchester University beat Bangor by 82 points to 6. That was in the Northern 2A division. Sadly, Salford Red Devils were knocked out by Halifax ERA in the Knockout Cup in College Rugby League. They were beaten by 56 points to 10. And the fixtures for this week, there's just the one. It's on Wednesday the 28th of March. That's College Rugby League. It's Hotwood Hall versus the Wakefield College. Well, there's a traditional fixture that does take place this weekend. It's the Standard Cup. It's the Oldham and District League Napier Windows Standard Cup Final is again taking place on its traditional Good Friday slot and this year it will be contested by Oldham St Anne's and Rochdale Mayfield. The match at Oldham Rugby Union's Manor Park ground kicks off at 11.45am and will be preceded by the Johnny Blair Memorial Masters match at 10.30am. Admission is £5 and £3 for concession. It's always a cracking match, the, uh, the Standard Cup. It's always an early kickoff on a Good Friday but uh, we're sold for kicking off at 12 o'clock. We might not be able to get down to that one but if you're around the Oldham area and you can't make it to the Salford game, that one might be for you. And finally this week, it's not amateur news, but I always like to uh, give a bit of coverage to the Challenge Cup, because it's one of my favourite competitions. The draw was made on Tuesday night for the fifth round draw. Salford and the rest of the top eight from last season come in in the sixth round, but the fifth round draw is as follows. It's Warrington against Hunslet or Bradford. That replay between Hunslet and Bradford takes place this coming weekend. So Warrington versus Hunslet or Bradford. Toronto versus Barrow. That game will be played at Barrow. Widness versus Coventry, Lee against London Broncos, Whitehaven against Rochdale Hornets, Oldham against Hulkingston Rovers, Doncaster against Featherstone Rovers and York City Knights against the Catalan Dragons. What a game that is for York there. Those ties are going to be played on the weekend commencing the 22nd of April. That's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you on Good Friday for Salford against Catalan Dragons. So that was Paul's amateur report. Next, we're going to be talking about the big game on Good Friday against the Catalan Dragons. It's time for the So, so for a Devils. 
take on Catalan Dragons at the AJ Bell on Good Friday, Paul. Massive, massive game for this. It certainly is. It's, it's a game you don't want to you know, build up too much. You know, We don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves. But it's a, it's a must-win game, Rob. We need to start winning. Don't we? We've won two from seven. Catalan's won one from seven, haven't they? And that game they won against Hawkinson Rovers, they were, they were fortunate to win. They, they've, they've had a really really poor start to the season. They were nilled against Warrington 26 in the last home game. They got drugged at um, Hull last Friday. So I presume they've stayed in the country. I'm not too sure. They usually stay in the country and they've got back-to-back games, don't they? So... So, yeah, I'm expecting a big performance and a win. Yeah, it's important, I think. Obviously, win your own games is one. Uh, but Catalan, like you said, aren't, aren't on the greatest of run, are they? Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a game which I think we should be winning. Uh, a win against Catalan, because obviously the league is still quite condensed, condensed in it, really. And we need to win at least one out of these next two to keep us in the uh, upward momentum. Yeah, we certainly do because we've got a tough game coming after that. After Easter, the, the Warrington game at home and Warrington look like they've turned the corner at the moment. They're playing well, aren't they? And Leeds is going to be a tough game on Easter Monday. So Catalan, it's a home game as well. And we've been quite good at home this season. We've beat the two Hull clubs. Um, obviously, we lost the Wigan game. But Catalan Dragons, despite their poor start to the season, they've got some good players, Rob. You know, I was looking at their, their game against Hull on on. on on Friday night, they've got Tony Gigo, a danger man. David Mead, who was, who was good in the World Cup, he doesn't seem to have cut the mustard yet for Catalan Dragons, but he's a dangerous player. You've also got Paul Aitken at hooker. Michael McClure, who plays hooker, he didn't play at, at weekend. He was in the squad, but didn't play. You've got Greg Bird as well, ex-Australian Test International. So there's, there's some good players that, throughout that side. You know, Remy Casti's played in the, the NRL. He's a really strong forward. They've got a formidable pack of forwards, some good players, and, and I'm surprised to see how poorly they're doing in the, the league at the moment. Yeah, it's definitely a, a puzzling one. Um, they've got some quality players, like you said, and like you say, like you always say, where's confidence go? Where does it come from? It's it, it's kind of a thing with Catalan Dragons that you know they have started badly and they've continued to play badly, um, and it's just I think it's just a matter of us, you know, playing to our potential, you know, making creating chances and putting them away, uh, and we'll come away with a win. It's one of my dad's sayings. Yeah. Uh, it's his favourite saying. Where does confidence go? Where's it going? It's it's true. It, I think it's true. It, it is. It's a funny thing, really. Sometimes it. You can get on a roll, can't you, by by just winning the game, and and even, you know if Catalan were to beat us, they could get on that roll because they've got the players to do to do that, and that's why I'm quite wary about this this game on on Friday. You know, most people might be saying, "Oh, we'll, we'll stuff Catalan," but they, I think they're going to be a tricky game. I think looking at Catalan, I think Steve McNamara gets a bit of flack as well, doesn't he? You know, and he's a, he's proven coach. He's coached his country. And he's coaching Australia as well as a number two at New Zealand Warriors and Sydney Roosters. So. I think they need to give him a chance, don't they? And there's players at Catalan that need to step up now. They, they've got players there that are on good money, good reputations, and are not doing the business. And let's just hope they don't do the business on Friday <laughs> against us. But I am wary of them because they've got some quality players and, you know... Uh, they're, they're capable of coming and causing us problems. We don't want to stoke the fire just before no, we play. No. Paul, that's the, that's the last thing we want. Uh, Steve, Steve Magnamara of Ian Watson, like you said, the old the the old, the old old gun there, Steve Magnamara and, and Ian Watson, you know, coming, you know, the youth kind of way looking at it. You know, it's going to be interesting battle between them two too. Yeah, certainly. I admired Steve Magnamara as a player, very experienced player, played a lot of games for Hull, a lot of games for Bradford in their uh, sort of rise up in the early days of Super League. And his coaching pedigree, you know, he's, he's, he's got a lot of experience in the coaching game as well. People might say it's not worked out for him quite yet at Catalan Dragons, but I'm sure they, they put faith in him there. Bernard Guash, their chairman, has put faith in, in Steve. And I, I, like I said before, I think he gets a lot of bad press sometimes, Steve Magnamara. I think he's got a lot of knowledge and. Uh, He's got a lot to offer the game. Uh, like I said before, he's had a poor start there and they only just survived last season, didn't they, in the million-pound game. They had a poor season. So how long is their chairman going to keep faith with him this season with them struggling again? They don't want to end up in that bottom four again. There's a fair chance that that's going to happen now. One win from the first seven. You know, they're, they're behind the eight ball already, aren't they? So there's a lot of pressure on them. There's probably more pressure on them than there is on Salford on Good Friday. Yeah, I think think about last year. Everyone was, you know, desperate to go to France this year, don't they? That's the, that's the thing that keeps Catalan our league because we want to be able to go on holiday for for a week. <laughs> that's the bottom. That's the up and down of it, isn't it? Really, it's not about expanding the game. It's just about us having a week on the on the Chemic. Mm, yeah, you've got. Uh, I was looking at the uh, the championship the other day, and you've got 
like Toulouse were doing really well in the championship, haven't mm-hmm. you? And uh, Toronto as well. There's some uh, there's some big teams like breathing down our necks, aren't there? So that's why we need to avoid that that bottom four, don't we? As we've said before, because we don't want to play. Cat- I don't want to go to Catalan, Toronto, mm-hmm. and Toulouse. I've not got enough money. So <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get in that top eight. I can afford to go to Warrington and St Helens and places like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the message for the for the podcast, <laughs> yeah. lads. Let's let's try and get in the eight just to save us having to travel halfway around the world. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> in distress, a cooker atmosphere of a. Who are your guys to look out for in that Catalan side? Well, like you said, uh, Greg Bird is one of them. Um, lots of other players we've got to worry about. Lange, he's another one. Um, yeah, Rami Casti, he's a big forward for, for, for Catalan. Always, you know, goals forward for them. I think it's going to be interesting, obviously. You know, our forwards are quite big. Their forwards are quite big as well. So, it's you know, it's going to be a battle up front for me. Yeah, it could be yeah, a battle of the packs. I think, you know, Catalan are probably one of the most formidable packs in the league, aren't they? We seem to out-muscle witness on, on, on Thursday night. I'm not sure whether we'll do that with Catalan. I think they'll come and be quite physical with us, won't they? They've got the backs to cause problems as well. As I said before, David Mead's a very, very exciting player. He's done great things in the NRL. He was brilliant at the World Cup. But for one thing or another, he's not quite set the world on fire yet at Catalan, has he? But... Uh, you know, there's always a first, isn't there? Let's just hope we don't cop it on Friday. Yeah, uh, ex-Red Jody Broughton didn't make the uh, the, the the squad uh, against Hull. Um, hopefully he won't get a game either because he's a, a very uh, dangerous player. Who's that, sorry, Rob? Broughton. Jody Broughton, yeah, yeah. He's a guy who I'd like to see back at Salford one day. He's played 99 games for Salford. I'd like to see him play his 100th game for us. But yeah, he's an exciting player and yeah, it just shows you they've got some... Some decent players in their squad. If if Jody Broughton's not not made the the squad, and also last uh, last week, um, Ian Thornley and Michael McLaurin didn't make their, you know their their starting seventeen. Mm. So they're big players as well. So it just shows they've got a bit of depth there, haven't they? He's got options, Steve McNamara, and and yeah, I think we we need to be on our toes, don't we? We need to be on our A game. We need to to play like we did against Hull and Hull KR in our last two home games. Come out, put a marker down, play some expansive stuff, move the ball. And ask questions of Catalan. If you ask questions of Catalan, you'll score points against them. I agree with that, Paul. It's all about asking the questions, like you say, creation, um, you know, punishing uh, any chance that comes your way. Well, their defence is poor. I've not got the league table in front of me, but I'll have a look now. I think Catalan's got one of the worst defences in the in the league this season. As we've said before about some of the, the recent results, they've had Catalan, Dragons have conceded 184 points. So they've got the worst defence in the league, apart from Huddersfield, who've conceded 194. And the, the, the scoring as well, they've not scored points, 76 points in seven games. That's that's pathetic, really, isn't it? It's not, you know, we scored 110, and we've not scored a lot of points, have we? So Catalan have, have struggled this season, right. haven't they? Well, I think that 26 0 at home to Warrington's not helped that points far and against, has it? But but they have, they've struggled, and like we said, it's a game. We need to go out there and put a marker down and put them to the side. Give us your score prediction for the game against Catalan on Friday. So for 30, Catalan 20. 30 20. There's only we only scored 150 points between us in, in seven games. Yeah, well, I'm expecting points. You can't say how to move your predictions. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go 30 points to six no, again. I'm, I'm gonna, now, now you've shown me this stat. Go on, uh, I'm going to go Salford 10, Catalan 8. 10 8? 10 8, Salford. If you look to the weather forecast. No, but you're the, we- you're the weather man. Let's have a look now. I think it's going to rain. Someone told me it's going to rain at weekend. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. It's live, weather with Paul White. Live weather updates on the devil in the detail. Like Salford on Friday, it's going to be 9 degrees and rain. So, yeah, it could, it could be, but... You no, know, looking at the pitch, you know, Mark Ryan, our friend, always has the pitch in excellent condition. So it's always a fantastic track at Salford. So could be points. Could be points, or could be tough. You're still after this meal, aren't you? I am. 10 8. Come on, boys. Let's make, him, make the magic happen. <laughs> so that was the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Uh, another great show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, Rob. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to Friday. Big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parks. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Ha, 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 ha.